Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Here we go. To the sweet sounds of Kevin Buddy Wilson off my iPhone because we're just battling here in a little studio. It's hump day with Swanee and friends. We've got an extra friend this week, Dane Swan, Sam Riches, Samantha Riches, <laughs> and someone else who hasn't won a Brownlow, Corey McKernan. Yes, <laughs> just to round it out. <laughs> All of us not want a Brownlow except Swanee. Welcome. <laughs> hello, we hello. Welcome wherever to the madhouse. Wherever you're listening to this in the world, it's, it's Brownlow uh, morning after. Mm. How was it, Swanee? As a past winner, you get to go every year and uh, for the rest of your life and... Um, must have been a big night. You're not really a sort of suit and tie man. No, that's why I didn't go. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no I, uh, I spent my night at sports, best off, sports bet offices um, tweeting the Brownlow forms. That's was it my tra- pretty much exactly what I've got now. I'm in my trackies and a hoodie and I've had a few beers there, a couple of pizzas and just just commented on the, on the Brownlow. We did joke about that. I, I think... He's got to host the Brownlow one day. I know Hammer did a great job and Hammer's a great friend of yes, mine, but I'll tell you what, wouldn't that be compulsive viewing to have one D Swan well, presenting the Brownlow would be like a Ricky Gervais type well, I'm ex- setup. I'm expecting Channel 7 to hit me up next year and I can commentate live there or um, just be on the panel and have my say, I think. I think I'd shake it up. It needs a bit of, needs a bit of colour and a bit of, bit of humour. It's... Or give him the red like carpet. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly, something like that. It's very, it's long. I think um, the the length of the Brownlow telecast is probably the number one advocate for shortening the season. <laughs> I think. Isn't it funny once you know the winner, how quickly we roll through those remaining votes? Oh, yeah. Punch it through. Like, imagine if you did the whole count like that, how good it would be. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. And what, what was it? Uh, the... the uh, I, it was about halfway through. I thought I haven't seen anything from Swanee, and then I twigged it was via your sports, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But the one I was really amused by was it flying, flying Ryan. If he had of, uh, if he had of hosted, yeah, <laughs> it would have been a lot shorter. He was fantastic, wasn't he? He was, um, he was great. Um, exactly. Everyone should take every winner should take a leaf out of his book. He, yep, nah, thanks, <laughs> perfect. And away we go. It's like Hamish was interviewing an Oz kicker. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was great. Now, Samantha. Hello. Let, let, let's t- tell people about the other side of it because there's blokes. Yes. We go there. I was lucky enough during the footy show days to go there as a drink a thon and what have you. But so you <clears> just go there, you put the suit on, and away you go. 
it doesn't look that easy for chicks, maybe, at a guess. It's actually awful. <laughs> it's good to go, oh, cool, I've been to the Brownlow, but um, it's so much effort. Think about how much effort people go, girls go to to go to the races. It's like 10 times that because the other thing you have to remember is a lot of these girls, they're not models or it's not their job to do that. They're, you know, average girls or – and I mean average with every sense of affection as in that, that – that, you know, it's abnormal for them to have to go to Imagine so much I just length. said that. When I said, oh, these yeah. girls are average. Yeah, no, they're, they're yeah. all just average girls. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> not models. Smith and Susie. Yeah, yeah, you, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. So to, to have to go through all that effort to get ready and then know that they're going to be under national scrutiny from the likes of the Herald Sun, under, uh, you know, about what they wore, how they looked, how they walked, how they posed, it's – bullshit first of all secondly you're so uncomfortable some of those girls did look so beautiful on the red carpet but look at the size of their skirt or their train how are you going to get that in a chair like it's uncomfortable to sit in could you imagine it's like taking your doona to the bloody brown load oh, like, oh I'll tell you what I'll be, fucking, I'll be a lot more comfy <laughs> there's a lot <laughs> going on there with me doona. and it starts awesome. early a lot of people don't understand that um you're actually fed between 5 and 8. So you actually have to be seated at about 5 p.m. So the bread carpet actually happens from about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So yep. to get ready, it's an early morning. You've got to do all the prep. You arrive at about 3. You're seated by 5 because they want you to finish your food before telecast starts so that yep. there's no clinking of cutlery and no waiters mm. walking around. So from about 8 p.m. when broadcast starts till midnight, all people are doing is drinking. And if, like for myself, when I was there last week, last year I was working, so I couldn't drink. So from 8 to 12, I was out of my well, let me, well, let me tell you now. Now, you, they, now they can't drink either. <laughs> exactly. Because Fev fucked it for everyone. <laughs> so, Sound like Fev. Well, they can't. After he carried on on the footy show um, for the street point, talk, whatever. Point. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, so back in the day before the Fev incident, um, and I spoke about this a bit, they used to, like most award nights, they had all the they buckets. The tubs on the yeah, table, the, so you so can just keep. Bang, and then when beers ran out, they'd. You drink the beer, you drink whatever was going. So, and then at, on the ad breaks, I'd come fill them up. So, you pretty much you did have a never ending supply of alcohol. So, it was great. Um, but after February, the, the tubs are gone. So, they only retop your beer up on ad breaks. One of their probably <coughs> seven, eight ad breaks for the whole night. So, so it's no good. So, now you just have to bring um, hip flasks and stuff in. <laughs> and that's, that's the only way you can have a drink. Your yeah. survival kit, brownless survival yeah, kit. Well, and my source did tell me there must have been another rabbit terrine outbreak. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was weird. It must have been going straight through people because my source told me that the lines for the cubicles at the uh, <laughs> and the toilets were massive, and actually to cut the time down, they were going in two at a time. Oh, but that's <laughs> so thoughtful. it was um, very thoughtful. Can I say? So it was amazing. So that's how they were, that's how they were getting that's how they were getting through. <laughs> So there was an outbreak. So unfortunately, the the, the foods the foods got him again. Oh, you're going to use that gag some, sometime this week. It's not funny. a gag. It's not a gag. Well, it's what my sources were telling me. It's very sharp. You're going to name gag. your sources. Yeah, well, I can't so reveal my sources. I can, but I can say now at fifty, I'm so old. I can remember when people used to go to the toilet once at a time. Yeah, it's oh. this new, new new age, man. So it's, it's new gender oh, neutral people, mate. They just go in together and away they go. Girls have to go together too, because I was saying before, my dress was buttoned. From uh, the, my lower back right up to my neck with tiny little buttons. So I couldn't actually undo my dress myself. And because I was there at a work capacity, the only other person that I was there with that I knew was Maddie Campbell. And I couldn't exactly go, <laughs> Maddie, can you come to the loose with me and undo my dress, please? It takes 20 minutes to get me out. So I had to go in there and make friends with some of the girls. And be like, Excuse so me. what do you have to do? Do you have to like wear a nappy or something? No, I, well, I couldn't sit down either in my dress. It was so tight. No, oh, I don't know. Is that what the girls have to do? I literally like, had to space my bathroom break. So I also didn't drink much. And then when I went to the bathroom, I had to ask some girls, hey, do you mind giving me a, 
a hand undoing my trick. They were handing out Huggies pull-ups on the way in, so you just... There's actually uh, that up and away you go. There's actually a bloke I played footy with that had an issue with that where he must have thought he had to go to the toilet with someone at a at a party where he must have had to help them <laughs> with the route. That's not over there, Warren. Now I did a gig with Candace White last year and, yeah. and Candace Not naming anyone. <laughs> royalty. But she she uh, had to do a similar dress up for the Logies. And she said she quickly realised it took the incentive out of, it, out of having a drink. Yeah, absolutely. I, did, I didn't drink. She going. No, it wasn't until literally the midnight struck. I was like, all right, someone get me some bubbles because <laughs> this has been a long day. I was in so much pain. My dress was gorgeous and I loved it and I wouldn't have changed it in the world, but I, it was just – it was hard to sit there, not drink because I didn't want to go to the toilet, number one, and not drink too because I was on air, live broadcast, so I couldn't drink. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it kind of makes you want to go for a simple dress or not. Oh, no. That's the other thing that baffles me. The girls never drank, but yet they were stuck in the cubicles too. Like, <laughs> they were helping each other out of their dresses, Dane. Oh, I don't know. What's going on? The boys were know. eating rabbit terrain. The girls yeah, were getting undressed. What's going on in this world? It's madness. <laughs> Absolute madness. Well, now, now for people who can't remember, so you, you, you triple deadheated with uh, with Herdy and uh, and Vossi. Which I said to Swanee before. Yeah. I, I took exception to it last night for the first time ever of me watching the Brownlow. Never been disappointed about not winning it. But if you're going to mention all these triple winners... Yeah. Like they had it up on the board because you were a triple winner, weren't you, Swanee? You a three-way tie or is it No, two? I, I won it on my own. Sorry, mate. Bucks, Rashudo. Yeah, had Bucks, Rashudo, those sorts yeah. of guys. And then they had um, Heard and Voss up there. I'm yeah. going, well, hang on, if you're going <laughs> to say they're triple winners, don't yeah. put photos up that aren't. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's misleading. But the, but the one benefit... What do you think of Corey's finger, Sam? <laughs> I know, I just what? saw it. <laughs> Are you from Star Trek? Sam got excited. <laughs> Is he from Star Trek? Well, Was it trying to pointing at me or pointing at you? Swanee would actually appreciate this story because I know he's a man that loves going to the United States. Yeah. So every time you get off at LAX, it's a fair income pain in the ass for me because when I go down there, I always try and hightail it off because you don't want to be stuck in those big long queues. Yeah. You go up and then you – and especially now, you've got to put your finger on that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Mate, if I don't – they know it's definitely me because there's no one else can, can fake Corey McKernan because I get in there and I'm trying to get my fingers together then the the Mexican will come over, hey, move it over. And I'm like, yeah, if I could move it over. <laughs> so. And for those who don't remember, but the one good thing about – uh, that that you didn't uh, weren't eligible was it was grand final weekend you mm. guys were playing so so what was the the benefit where you weren't at the room well I actually did win the Brownlow medal believe it or not because on the Tuesday night um, McDonald's that year had a promotion that you could get a Norm Smith medal a Coleman medal <laughs> and all these different medals yeah so what happened is that Anthony Rock and Wayne Carey stopped at training on the way. On the, and this was – and Swanee would know this, like grand final week, pretty serious week, but Rocky and Duck stopped at Macca's and got me a Brownlow medal from McDonald's. <laughs> I think um, so nice, they got a meal deal and I think Rocky <laughs> ate the cheeseburger and Duck got the drink. But, um, yeah, I, I, I've still got it. I've put it in with my actual <laughs> premiership jumper that I've got a – I mean, got a Brownlow medal with a blue and white ribbon through it. And you know what? It meant as much getting one from your teammates as, <laughs> as what it did from the umpires. Yep. Hey, what's the importance in grand final week of having a bit of humour when everyone else is trying to be as serious as possible? Well, look, I, I think the biggest piece of advice, what Dennis Pagan said to us, is just do all the things you usually do. The one thing, <laughs> and people at the Royal Melbourne Show would have got the shock of their lives, we all lived in Ascot Vale, so there was me... 
um, Stuart Anderson and Matty Capuana lived together. So you can imagine that household, three blokes <laughs> living together, playing in grand final. But what we did, we went to the Royal Melbourne show on the Thursday night. So I remember at one point we are on the Gravitron upside down, <laughs> spinning around. People were blown away about the fact of, oh, what are you doing? You should be at home. Yeah. No, do – and I, I don't, I'm sure Mick would have been saying, do everything what you usually do. When I see – Just what yeah, well, yeah. No, <laughs> Within reason. That's why you don't do everything you usually do. But you know what? Like, even Duck was a bit the same. Like, yeah. if he, if you have a beer during the year, yep. keep doing it. Yep. I mean, don't change it just because it's grand final. And and when I see, it's always interesting local teams, when you see them, oh, we'll get special haircuts and yeah. all the, it's a recipe for disaster. Like, just do exactly what you usually do. And it was quite funny, the reaction from people when you're at the show and you're on the Gravitron upside <laughs> down and spinning yeah, around everywhere. But that's that's what we used to do together. Yeah. How would you approach it? Yeah, well, yeah, you need to, if you spend all all week thinking about the grand final, and you're nervous. You lose so much nervous energy. By the time you get to the game, you're mentally cooked. So yeah, you know, and I guess coaches and leadership groups are pretty good about recognizing shit. This group's far too tense. Let's come in and you know just do something stupid. All right, instead of meeting, get up and tell your funniest you know funniest joke. Just something as little as that, and then <laughs> it gets all the boys together. And you, you you know you break the ice even in like. The meetings, like when it was serious going through opposition or ga- on at the game, like if you if everyone was super tense and it's like just stressed, and you could tell, you know, the coaches or something could tell, then they try and lighten it up and, and get a laugh and just relax everyone because you can go through the week so tense and then you get to the bounce and you're fucking knackered. You're like, Oof. mentally, you cook. So, um, yeah, you just want to relax and, like, exactly like Corey said, just do what you did. Um, all through the way. You don't need to run another 10Ks on the track. You don't need to go and push heavier weights. Like The, f- the work's been done. It's all about now just preparing for, for obviously the game. Well, I think I know the moment when he was the most nervous, by the way, is <laughs> I don't know whether this is urban myth or not, but apparently when Swanee drove into the grand final, he may mm. have had a few extra guests in the back of the car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I could only imagine that you're driving up, it's grand final day, and you've got to give the guy on the gate your ticket. Not like nowadays where they go through the car, yeah, open you up. Could, you couldn't do it now. They'd get the shock of their you lives if I had two mates sitting in my boot. <laughs> so oh, kidnapped them. Swanee might have had a few extra passengers in the car that didn't have grand final tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's a little bit towy about the fact they're thinking, gee, Swanee's a bit towy today. He's not towy about the game. He's got five blokes in the back of the car. Boys, we're pulling up. You've got to shut up now. So, um, and my, the, well, my mates are tight asses, didn't have tickets. So I was like, well. Fuck, jump in my boot. Um, and I heard it from it. And one of my other mates was doing it. So I heard it from him. I was like, all right, jump in my boot. I'll get to my car park. And, mate, I can't help you from there. You gotta, you, you, you're on your own. You've got you to get up and do your own thing. And I'll see you after the game. Yeah. So, I love that. Ralphie, I'll see you at Dane's house Saturday morning. Yeah. yeah. But you can't do it now because they. Yeah, because of the security. That's why it takes so long to get in. Like, yeah. you know, they. Do the mirror and that under the car and in the boot and so what you accuse Fev of doing you 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 fucked it for everyone no no final week oh no I blame terrorism for that I've always wondered like even when you're in Bali and they do those checks what do they do if there is a bomb yeah, exactly. <laughs> if they start running you know you're in deep <laughs> yeah, shit yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah so you're in a tick 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 <laughs> they just off. do this little yeah. okay we're off now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've got a lunch to go to in a few minutes, so a yep. couple more. So what's the best part of winning a premiership? You did it twice. Uh, the first one is still the best one. Uh, yeah. The second one was just a relief because we, we lost in 98. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, they were, they were two completely different <coughs> feelings. I think the first one, I don't know how Swanee was, but when you get to late in the game, you still have this feeling that, shit, the opposition's going to suddenly kick five goals in five minutes and you just keep running around. And then when the siren actually goes, it's that sheer elation that you've actually done it. Um, yeah. And then 99, like I said, was more... We lost in 98. We kicked two goals, 11 in the second quarter and we're up by four goals at half-time and probably should have won, but... I don't know, thankfully you won in 99 and got a bit of redemption, so... Yeah, and does it hurt you that you never got your redemption after the Geelong game? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, well, I would have liked to have won another... I would have liked to have won 10, but I didn't, so, you know, it's like... I don't wake up every morning going, shit, I wish I had won 2012 or won 2011, like, but I, and I don't also on the same token wake up and go, shit, I won it in 2010, like, how good am I? It's just... It is what it is, like, I'm lucky enough to have won one, yeah. Um, would I've liked to have won more? Yes, but it doesn't. It doesn't burn inside of me. I guess it sucks. Like all, it's gr- it's grand final. I've always wondered in the game that uh, Swanee the the drawn grand final. Imagine, yeah, someone like Stephen Milne and the and the what if, what should I have done oh. type scenario. That yeah, nine times out of ten, that ball mm. is going to bounce into his arms, and yeah. I didn't realise that. Um, I played at Diamond Valley Supers and and Benny Johnson's. Yeah, so I didn't realise that it was Jono that was playing on him. Yeah, well, if, and if Jono was here, we go. Yeah, but everyone says a bounce. But what about the bounce that happened to him? He ran out, did the right thing, tried to attack the ball, and the ball bounced on its head, bounced straight over him, and went that <laughs> way. So Jono would argue that fuck. What about the bounce that was coming to me? I was running trying to get on a half volley, and it just bounced straight <laughs> over me. And he, he done the he done the right thing. So he gets the shits that everyone thinking about that ball that bounced to me. And he goes, man, I was doing the right thing. I beat him, got out in front, and then the ball bounced. On its head over, and then it obviously went right angles and went through for a point. But yeah, those, those what ifs, eh? What if Pods never got hurt in the Geelong Granny? I reckon we'd probably win that game. But um, yeah. I think the best part, like I've been to a lot of major sporting events around the world, and I'll tell you what, there is nothing like the start of the AFL Grand Final that we're unique in world sport. I think that you have the build up to the game, and a lot of other sports it drops off. But whereas that first 15 minutes of the AFL Grand Final, it's effectively like murder ball. You touch it and you, you know you're going to get killed. Right. You know what I mean? And that's what I look forward to every year, that first 15 minutes of just, you know it's... What do you ball. mean it drops off in other sports? Oh, I just think, well, like Super Bowl. They, yeah. You know, in Super Bowl, they come on, they kick it into the end zone and then they start. You right. Know what I mean? And then FA Cup, they blow the whistle. and then Knock it's it yeah, yeah, like there's all these other sports where it does drop right off even after such a big build-up. Ours builds up, you bounce, the, the siren goes. And, and probably it, league. Well, you know, first of origin, you know. Well, you know, that's that's awesome. Like the first couple of hit-ups in yeah. origin and, and the granny. That's Those contact sports, yeah, they're probably the only two and they're, they're both Australian. And, and you two are both now Melbourne Storm fans? Course, I've always been a Melbourne Storm fan. Yeah, good absolutely. answer. Yeah, well, <laughs> big answer. game, big game. This when they play Saturday night. Where did you become? Yeah, a the Where did you become a bigger one? Uh, about seven o'clock Saturday night. <laughs> How good was that game? I'm so glad we took it to Para. It was like a reflection of what they did last uh, the week before. Fifty eight zip, and then we bought them. Think they beat the Roosters it. this week? Can they? Well, well, they can obviously. Cause they're playing, but do you think they will? Para's not playing the. No, Roosters. I said Storm. Oh, and Storm. The it's a good question. I think they can. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I, I think. But do you still get an urn? That's all we're worried about. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. My well, urn is finished. The finals? So. So are you filthy on them for not winning the <laughs> not winning the first final? Zen so they have a home, home prelim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I um, I think I have more faith that they'll win than playing them in the 
uh, prelim coming up. If it was the granny, I'd have a bit more nerves whether they could take it to them in, at the big dance. But I think that because it's the week before the grand final, I reckon they can step up. The shit thing's going to be we the one team that's been our hoodoo team this year has been the Raiders, and they're the ones that smacked us in the first final. And if we win against the Roosters, we face them. Well, we may face them in the granny if they win their game next week. So it's like we they're the one team that we haven't been able to beat, and they're probably they're going to be the one that keeps us from winning the trophy. We'll get them we, in the granny. We better get him in the granny, but but um, yeah, he's on the board. But what a lot of people don't realise... I'll be in Vegas supporting him. <laughs> what a lot of people don't realise is once it goes to the final series, it's no longer run by clubs, so it's run by the governing body being the AFL run it or the NRL run it. So I work for the club. I work for Melbourne Storm. Right. So my job finishes last round of the home and away season. The only reason I work for them on the weekend is because we did have a home final and they like to have one host... Representing the club and one from the NRL. So, so you've got the shits with them and they didn't win the first final. So yes. you'd have a home prelim now. Correct. So yeah. we'd have another home final. But Well, speaking of Enzo, Corey's about to go. So one more I want to ask you both. Yes. Post game uh, in the first final, because we'll talk about the players <laughs> later. But uh, Basha Hawley's reaction about how, how uh, Damien Hardwick is all about happiness now and about uh, making each other you know, smile. How did you react to that in preliminary final week? Because from the outside, oh, it look, looked I, like I, that was Dennis's modus operandi. Yeah, I, look, I, I, I love the fact because I always played my best footy when I was like mucking, like borderline mucking around. Like even before the game, I'd be that pest in the room that's kicking balls at people, and I, I'd play my best when I was doing that. Yeah, that wouldn't have happened with Dennis. All this frisbees and cricket <laughs> and <laughs> happiness and gratitude and yeah, no, definitely, definitely wouldn't have happened. But look, it just goes to show. Look. Uh, I think it's been, I don't know what Swanee thinks, but to see the transformation in Nathan Buckley, I think it's mirrored Bucks as a player and his coaching career being very similar, that he started off that very serious and he had to do it his way. And then his coaching career has gone exactly the same. And it's only now that he's, I mean, embraced the other side of it. To see, to see him like that, I think for me, one of the great moments of the grand final last year was that pre-game when the cheer squad, they, the banner ripped to shreds. And Bucks, to go over it to the girl from the cheer squad, just showed Nathan Buckley wouldn't have done that many, many years ago. No. And for him to go over to the girl from the cheer squad, put her arms around and said, don't worry, mate, we'll be right. I mean, it wasn't a good omen, but yeah. <laughs> but to see him do that sort of stuff, I mean, shows how much now. And even seeing bits of calling and training. And even, I suppose, when he got there, he was responsible for, I mean, pretty much splitting up the Rat Pack and yeah. him doing those things. Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, well, yeah, definitely he's, he's the empathy and, and care he's got for the boys. And I guess that's the way footy's going. You know, it's a copycat league and they seen, you know, the Bulldogs with Bevo and then Richmond and obviously Collingwood have started. They obviously have been reasonably, well, very extremely, couldn't pretty much get any closer last year and then obviously, you know, bowed out by a kick this year. Like the That's just the way footy's going. It's the way the, the modern player is. The, the more you care and want to play for your teammates, it seems to be the better you play. Um so it's, you know, clearly I think every side, there's two sides are left in it now, seem to play for each other really well and um, it's just just the world we live in now. It's um, no ranting and raving. It's all about cuddling them and getting the best out of themselves <laughs> and, and caring for each other. But you know that common medalist that we used to work with who we, we can't, <laughs> yeah, can't, can't say, say his name. name. Can't yeah. say his name. Corey, don't say his name. But uh, one of the things he, <laughs> he first made me aware of was that that's one of the things that Mick Mouldhouse had such a great ability the public thought he was just only serious and only ranting and raving, but Mick's great ability was actually to turn on a bit of humour here and there. Yeah, absolutely. He was, a, um, and like we were talking before about breaking the ice with the tenseness in a room, like he could sense it and 
you know, you'd have a go at someone or say something stupid and, and it'd break the ice and everyone would start laughing. And, and yeah, Mick was a, um, he was a great family man and um, really he cared more. Like he clearly, I think we all know, he didn't give a hoot about the, <laughs> out, out the external yeah. people, the external noise. All he cared about was internally about the, the players and, um, and their part and their families and stuff and how to get the best out of themselves as, as a player and as a person. I think that's why he succeeded for so long. Um, yeah, I guess... Game day, and then he wasn't a big cuddler, <laughs> and wasn't a wasn't a big. He didn't empathise a lot. He'd go off his tits and completely out, go berserk. But um, that was his mo, and but it, but it worked. And you know, as soon as the game finished, then he'd go, he'd, you know, he'd give you number. Oh, Maybe when I said that about him, and like we'd laugh about it. So um, you know, he's certainly you know different game day and and off game day. Is there a, is there a speech that sticks in mind with Mick that was the best? Because I remember hearing the footage of the last one in two th- the 2011 grand final when I heard him talk before the game was unbelievable. It was like any given Sunday type stuff. Yeah, um, uh, it was probably the Anzac days more because he, he was a massive war historian. He loved the war. Um, well, I did love the war, but he's obviously yeah. had a keen interest in it and stuff like that. So you know th- those kind of. Those were the big days, you know, like he'd, he'd read a letter from like, you know, this 19-year-old kid who's gone away to war and, you know, reading, a, you know, the letters back to his mum saying, you know, I miss you and if I don't come back, you know, all, and all this kind of stuff. And like, Mick would start, you know, we'd all start crying. Then he'd obviously put that down. Then he'd give his massive speech about what it means this day and like us going, and obviously football's nothing like war, but, you know, the similarities about going out with your, with your teammates and, and fighting for the a modern cause and stuff like that. We'd all have tears in our eyes and go to game play footy. We wouldn't, we wouldn't even open the door. We'd run straight through the brick wall and go out there and, and uh, you know, and that's well, why. obviously work because yeah. how many Anzac Day medals did you win? Yeah, two. And we got a very good rec- <laughs> we got a very good record against Essendon and Anzac Day. I think Mick started that and I think now it's it's taken over to Bucks with how much it means. I think obviously it means a lot to Essendon too, but but how much it means to Colin and how um, you need to perform on that day because of how special it is. And Corey, before you go, uh, we're in studio, Sam Newman. Uh, back when you were playing, I remember you rang me once and you said, "Do you reckon Sam could give me a hand as a, as a personal ruck coach?" And Sam got me got to get out a whole lot of footage. What what was that relationship like with Sam? I think, look, all jokes aside, in terms of people knowing the ruck craft, like people talk about ruck craft, you don't. He's the best by far. Yeah, and he, you know what he's like. In some ways, Sam is actually pretty shy. Like when you get to know him, you and I have had the conversations about. It. He's actually pretty shy when it comes down to it. And to the point, when you actually give him any kudos, he doesn't know what to say. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you actually tell him and say, mate, you actually, you, he's as good as there is, and oh, no, no, it's not. And all this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, look, he is, he's brilliant from, from that side of things, knowing the game. Some of the other things, I don't know why. I actually um, Googled, like, I was, must have been real bored the other day. Um, something about world of sport, and it was the final world of sport. Yes. You could actually, for those out there, look it up. When you get to the footage of Sam Newman on there, it looks vastly different, by the way. And if you could nearly, it, it's a carbon copy of him talking about the game and the umpires. <laughs> I don't know what the final year world of sport was. That was 1987. 1987. 1986, sorry. 1986. Well, he hasn't changed. Like, you could have just, if you just. Get Sam's head now with the, all the plastic surgery and the bits better. and pieces. Yeah, <laughs> it actually looks better than what it did in 1986. All the work he's had. I think it's his nose. It's a bit of work. Well, that, that got rearranged. Oh well, that was uh, due to a plumber in Middle Park. Might have been. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, but you, but you you enjoyed that sort of uh, relationship with him. 
Oh, look, I do, and look, maybe it's I play golf as well, so you always yeah. got that bit of a bond. But yeah, look, in terms of knowing the game, and and I, the one thing that they should consult Sam on is the whole thing, and we we have spoken about it. The mess at centre bounce is about players taking their eyes off and running and jumping into each other. Yep. And what happens then is that the umpires, like when when a player can do it by the actual art of good ruck work and jumping in early and taking space, the umpires confuse that. You yep. know what I mean? So they can easily fix the rule, but they should be talking to someone like Sam. I think they'd be scared once they talk to Sam. They open <laughs> up a fairly <laughs> can of worms. Yeah. So they probably Fair just... <laughs> yeah. Give it a all right, mate. Thanks for popping in. Nothing's for nothing. Did you get your jumpers? No, all good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, mate. Uh, Corey McKernan. Thanks, Corey. Same man of Brownlows as Samantha and I, but uh, two-time <laughs> premiership player with the Kangaroos and a star. Um, Have so a lovely lunch. Yeah, enjoy. enjoy. Carbine Thank you Club. For coming. Are, are you many, many, many functions this week for you, Dane? Because Corey's um, in the suit. Yeah, no, well, I certainly won't be in a suit. <laughs> um, I'm actually still waiting for the footy show to call me back. Yeah, um, uh. Me and Chris Judd have been redeployed for <laughs> for twelve months now, so so we're waiting. Um, I'm going tomorrow night. Oh yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. there's no service in here, Dane. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure the footy show Grandfather announced about four months ago, and I still, <laughs> I don't know, they still haven't given me anything. So, so I'm sort of going like a past player because I was there for nine years. So, it, life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry. And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. When you get reinvited to one of these functions, what should you, what should be your approach? Well, are you are you just sit there and enjoy it? Can't can't say oh, I should have done this better. And oh well, <laughs> probably you go you go you can go back and produce it. <laughs> yeah, where is it? Yeah, we're still at the tennis center. Oh, it's also yeah. back there. I is know. It, is it still called the tennis center? Rod Laver. Yeah, well, Rod Laver. I found that. It'll be awesome. Yeah. Oh, good on you. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Hey, uh, all right. So we've, we've, we've danced around the issue. So Saturday, Saturday was a bit of torture for you. Oh, uh, well. Yeah. Did you go, Sam? No? No, I didn't. Sydney, were you? No, you were at the Saturday Storm night. game. Saturday night, I was at the Storm, Storm game here across the road where we smacked the eels. Um, no, well, listen, they were shit house, but what can you do? Um, were they? Were yeah. they shit house? They were. Well, oh, okay. the, the rain didn't help. It turned into like a. A game of rugby was, it um it leveled the playing field I think, but um yeah, considering the dominance that Brody had, um not to get anything out of our mids was disappointing. Or if one of them have a big game, we probably win that game. But unfortunately, they all played. You, know, you could argue that you know the worst games of the year on preliminary final day, which is which sucks. But um you know the ball got older Pendles, Trelaw, Tay, and Steele didn't do a great deal either. And, that's the heartbeat of our footy side. But if you know, they're very hard to stop. And and obviously they got stopped on the weekend, which is disappointing. They 
they finally got it together in the last quarter, but you know, the, the Giants had stopped. They were just saving the game. They weren't playing the way they played. They were hanging on for dear life, and, and they hung on. Um, but what can you do? There's nothing you can do. The GWS were better, and they deserved to win, so you move on, and it'll hurt this week for them, but um, there's always next year in there. <laughs> Yeah, so what can you do? Oh, it was, look, it's just as a sports fan, it was fascinating as an outsider just watching that full momentum for the underdogs in the third quarter and then yeah. Collingwood had all the momentum in the last quarter. They just couldn't put the knockout blow. No, they just... The, the old-fashioned flood was back. Yeah. Like they, they had like eight... They had 17 blokes, you know, within 60 metres of our goal and they were just booting it back and we were booting it back. I don't know what the inside 50s were, but they would have had three in the last quarter. It was just... We would have had 30. It was just in... And then back out, then in and out. And to their credit, they held up. Well, obviously, they kicked, we kicked four or something like that. And then I have many five. We needed one more and just couldn't get it. I think with five or six minutes to go, we were four points down. I was yeah, like, it well, intense. Yeah, I was like, geez, we're going to kick one if they keep playing less. They need to structure up. They need to get the ball moving again. But they held on. So, you know, they don't draw pitches in the paper. So they, um, <laughs> they don't draw about the scores. So they, they won and they'll go into all granny. So they get Toby Green back next week. Yeah, Whitfield yeah. and maybe Cornelio. So there'll be three hard luck stories. And then, yeah. um, but they're probably their three best midfielders. So you you reckon they come back in? <laughs> Kept cutting away to those blokes. I'm thinking, there's Melbourne's one, two, and three best player. <laughs> and they, they weren't out there. It was, it was amazing. So I need, need some etiquette because we, we're talk, we don't normally talk this much serious sport. So I need some etiquette from both of you. So we got invited around to very good friends of ours' place on, on Saturday mm-hmm. to watch the footy. Come about six o'clock. So to me, that's just half time, right? Yeah. Why would you? Why, why would they tell you to come around at six o'clock when the game started at four thirty? No, I'm the I'm the footy nut. They're not the footy nut, right? right. And I get there, and they're, they're very happy about the renovations they've done. It was fantastic renovations. I'm watching the footy, and they said, "Come and have a look at the bedroom." What kind of friends are these of yours, Ralph? Oh, this, I'm asking for the etiquette. I'm it's asking. un-Australian. Keys weren't in the bowl, were they? No. <laughs> Come and look at the bedroom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll run it. And I'm thinking, hang on, in an hour and a half, that bedroom's still going to be renovated, but the game's not going to be on anymore. Um, People well, mindset don't. are just different, aren't they? Yes, it's very strange. We don't have to, pr- mate, please. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't have went. <laughs> just should have walked home. Just well, I'll say, well, the footy's on. <laughs> like, well, there's three games left for the year. Yep. I'm watching them. Like if you don't, if you don't want me to watch it, I'll sit at home and watch it. That's fine. Yeah, I find it hard to find, especially uh, being a girl and being in Melbourne. I find it hard to find people to watch the rugby league with. So like, yes. I'm really keen and I want to watch it. So often I just end up watching it at home by myself. But yeah. like, if a friend asks me around to come look at their bedroom, no, I'm right. busy. Sometimes it's better to watch your own because you actually can sit there and listen to it and watch it. Where when you're socialising with friends, yeah, you get want to talk you, you about it. and you're drinking and you're carrying on then. You miss half the shit anyway. Yeah. So sometimes I prefer just to sit, especially like a big game. If it's just a, a you know, a game that I don't really care about, I'm just doing it to be social. Then it's fine. But it's like an important game that you actually want to watch. I mean, it would have been better if they, like you said, um, got two home finals or three home yeah. finals. That would have been great because then it could have been the sidelines. But yeah, you're right. So what's your passion meter out of ten? Rugby league. I'd say it's probably more rugby league now because I have more to do with the Storm than I do any of the AFL sides. Like obviously this year I was with Milo, so I was at. Heaps of different games all around the country. I wasn't necessarily following a team. Prior to that, obviously, I was with Geelong and I was a Hawk supporter when my mate was playing with him. So I haven't I haven't really got that strong affiliation like Dane does with the Pies. Um, but I've been with the Melbourne Storm for eight years. So and it's been a pretty good eight years for us. So mm. and I'm there every week. You know, like it, I'd say my passion is more rugby league. But I don't know that many people down here that follow it. So 
Yeah, my passion is definitely more for rugby league than it is for AFL these days. All right, all right, Dane. Uh, what's on the home front that we need to discuss? Uh, um, <laughs> oh, not a heap, but um, has anyone ever dusted a plant? <laughs> <laughs> it's very important that you do, Dane, because they breathe through their leaves. Yeah, so you got to get oh, rid of the dust through their, their leaves. leaves. <laughs> Mate, I was sitting what? on the. What are you talking about? I was sitting on the couch the other day. Taylor walked over with a feather duster or a, a you know a thing you dust with a duster, I guess, is what you call them. Yep. And started dusting a plant. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? She's like, out. plants need to be dusted. I said, well, if plants need to be dusted, life's gone past me. <laughs> so I'm moving to another planet. So that's absolutely it for me. <laughs> Dusting plants. Yeah, it's important. Or just wipe so you down dust the plants, do you too? Yeah. Do you? Well, yeah, please. I, w- I wipe down the leaves, yeah. For what reason? Because that's how they um, they breathe through their leaves, right? Well, I've, I've, my mouth's yet to be dusted. <laughs> And my nose, well, it's probably coming. Tell her probably walk over the duster and just give me a bit of a dust on my face. But so there's a line that's there. why they die <laughs> if, they're covered in, if they're covered in dust. I'm above those kind of jokes, Ralph. No, exactly. That'd be the type you'd uh, you'd see on. Uh, um, so that was uh, so that that boggled the mind. Yes, uh, <laughs> it did, Sam. And um, the other one I was I noticed at home is that. So do you, do you think women are the smartest sex? I think it's completely individual, to be fair. Well, because I'm, there's a reason here I'm about to prove that women aren't the smartest sex. <laughs> uh, intelligence and common sense are two very different things, but well, go ahead. Because I sitting on the couch the other day and we're going, we're going away in, I don't know, I'm going away Thursday, but a couple of weeks we'll get, we're going away to the to the Dominican Republic and I was sitting there and Taylor was um, buying bikinis and... and no swimwear, and the amount of money that bikinis now are worth for the amount of fabric <laughs> that is on them. How? Yeah. And, you, and women reckon they're the smartest sex. And they're paying. Actually, the they're paying hundreds of bucks for a thing that it's a piece of dental floss. Yeah. So how, how? What kind of fabric could that possibly be? that's worth a hundred dollars. And the most annoying thing ridiculous. about buying a bikini is you have to. Pay for them separately. You don't pay for a set of bikinis, say 120 bucks for the top and bottom. You have to pay for the bottoms and the top separately. It's one of the most absurd things I've ever seen. I said, Taylor, I'll grab a tissue from over there, dye whatever colour you want, <laughs> get some dental floss, and you've got yourself a bikini. 100 bucks for that thing. I go, it's absolutely ridiculous. So next time you'll, you say the women are smarter than men, I go, please. We'll buy a 20 buck pair of boardies. We'll, get, we'll use them for three years. She buys a pair of new bikinis every trip. It's are absurd. You, are you particular with your smalls? What smalls mean? <laughs> <laughs> what? Sam. Underwear doll. What do you call them? Smalls? Smalls. What? Well, maybe he's smalls <laughs> in that department, Dane. I've fucking heard of that in my life. <laughs> That's not now, saying much. Now, Jacinda, who's, who's putting this together, Samantha, had both heard of smalls. So you were out for... Oh, well, well, maybe I'm... <laughs> I, 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 maybe this world has passed me by. <laughs> <laughs> I've never walked into a to Bonds and gone. Oh, where are the smalls? <laughs> no, that's because you just. I think anyone has. <laughs> can, can I then ask Samantha? Yeah, go ahead. The fact that he said he's never walked into Bonds suggests that he isn't particular. About his this is true, but that's also oh, where because he's from. He's a Bonds, like a that's a reputable Smalls brand. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You just go. You just. He's using you, it in a sentence now, Ralph. Yeah, you're, you're happy just to buy the buy the the uh, the pack the seven pack for seven bucks. I'm a Rio Action Pack kind of guy. <laughs> Absolutely, multi colours. Yeah, well, yeah, if Rio want to come to me, yeah, Dust, I was going to say Dust the Martin's Bond. 
Yeah, I, could, true. I reckon I could compete against them with, with the Rios. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, no, I'm not particular. No, I'm not. I just, I, my grandma buys them for me. Bless her. Yeah. That's why. Don't you know what's pink and wrinkly and hangs out your underpants? <laughs> your grandma. There it is. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's <laughs> yeah. a good one. Yeah. I heard I've, that. I've got, a, I've got another joke for us in the end if you'd like. I've, got, I've got one that... that that's in your territory because there was a. Uh, right, you can give the, you can finish off with a joke this week if you like. I'm going to finish nice. off, but, okay. but there, there's a Melbourne institution that uh, ended yesterday with the announcement that Philip Brady is stepping down from Nightline now. Bruce and Phil, which is Bruce Mansfield, now the late Bruce Mansfield, they used to do the nighttime shift on Three AW, and the average age was about 107 to the listeners, and but they they everyone who was <laughs> so that'd be big. I'll shout out to all the listeners. I'm guessing they they'll be on us now, They're exactly. All ours. Yeah, all ours, exactly. So um, anyway, uh, then Bruce passed away a few years ago, and Philip's still been doing it, but now they announced that that was that was it for him. Um, could I just ask people if, if you are a bit uh, sensitive? Uh, I'm going to play the unedited version of their of what is their, it? the best ever phone call that Bruce and Phil got, and, uh, and okay. it's on YouTube. How long does it go for? It, it it goes for a minute and a half. All right, yeah, I got that in me. You've got that in you. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and and this is uh, well, I'm just going to play it, but I just want to give people a fair warning, <laughs> even though we're explicit podcast. And hello, Susie. Well then, and hello, Brandon. Um, and hello, Jason. Um, but, but so does that mean I can bring back Urban Dictionary? Possibly not. What I taught but something to Dane on Thursday night about Urban Dictionary. Do you remember? We'll get to that. Yes. But 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 we we can't lose a sponsor now because we haven't got one. But True. big thank you to all our Patreon subscribers and thank you oh. to people who have bought our shit merch because we've got costs here. So yeah. thank you. But I'm happy to bring back Urban Dictionary. But here, the, if the fans want it, that's what they get. Here is, and, and you can YouTube it, it's called The Smelliest Thing. Ukrainian Bru- meat grinder. Bruce it's and not. Phil. Uh, this, <laughs> was, this was a phone call it's they not got. Good. So, uh, Don't do on. it at home, kids. Yeah, this was the uh, the two legends of, of Melbourne radio. Nightline. Is this real? It's real. Okay. Newport, Toby's at Newport. Hello, Toby. Hi, Bruce. Hi, Phil. Yes, Toby. How are you? Good. Oh, good, thanks. Um, it's very late. Mum lets me stay up and listen to you guys some nights. Good. I'm listening. It's the best. Um, me and my brother love to listen. Good boy. Um, I have a joke. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, God. What's the funniest smelling thing in the whole wide world? The funniest smelling thing <laughs> in the whole wide world? I've got world. a guess. Perhaps your nose. Oh, nah. What was it? Um, and anchovies cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, what a pity, Toby. <laughs> You've ruined your track record there. <laughs> Never call us again, please. Never in your life even think about it. And think, all right, we've dumped you, Toby, but there are people like Carmen and Queenie <laughs> online and could hear that in their ear Richard. and are offended. And, and we heard it and Simon heard it. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're not there. <laughs> And, and you're telling me they they stayed on the air for that, and we got and our friend who shall remain nameless got booted off a podcast for yes. Radio has a dump button. You've got seven seconds That's to hit a dump uh, button. So what they were saying was that they dumped it. It did get away, but someone taped it inside oh, okay. the studio right, okay. and actually released say. that. <laughs> oh my god, hilarious. Toby, well done, Toby. You, you've ruined your track record, with Toby. Oh wow, how hey. old do you reckon Toby was? Too, he sounded prepubescent. Toby's track record's gone up in our books. We, we need him on here. Give oh, us a call, Toby, if yeah. you're out there. Find us on Twitter. Exactly. Swanee and Friends, Facebook. <laughs> we'll please like on. us. He's got jokes like that. So um, I can say that word now because I had a couple of jokes that I was playing with, whether I should say drop that word. But um, now that Toby's dropped it on it, now is that a fair game? 
Are you saying you've been holding back on us? I have, I have, <laughs> I have. There's, oh, there's a couple of people I don't want to offend yet. I'm not not ready for that yet. Not yet. Do you know what I found interesting? Um, as you know, Ralphie, uh, Dane, Fev and I had a show on Thursday night and yes, I like to compare this. stats. So I did wiki Dane, even though he's my friend, so that I could kind of compare like what awards and what years they what they did in each year. And one of the things that kind of surprised me was despite the fact that Harold Sun liked to Write, write a lot of smack about you. They're probably the ones that write the most bad things about you. You've actually won two Herald Sun Player of the Year awards. I have. Yeah. What did you get for that? Um, 09 and good check 2010. Car. Yeah. Uh, now, Cash, I think. Cash one year, I think. And then, fuck, I can't remember. I think one was Cash, and I think they might have changed the prize after that, and I won some shit. <laughs> <laughs> So it's but interesting I, to say they've changed their point I of view. Want a, I want a car for the age and I had to give it away. Why? Because well, that's the rules. What do you mean? I don't know. Well, I wasn't allowed to keep it, so I had to give it to charity. What's the point of winning? Charity starts at home too. <laughs> <laughs> so <Exactly>. I ain't. <laughs> well, no, so. The, bar- um, the Barney. I had to give it away. Yeah, charity. well, the Dane Swan charity, I think. That's what I'd like. Goodness. I know. No. So I had to give it away. So it sucked. So when they gave you the keys, did you do one of those didn't drive it. It was a Hyundai, I think. No, I was just wondering if, they go, if you gave him one of those smiles, you, you give him, you do a shit merch. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was like, you assholes. But <laughs> I think I'd give it to a good cause, probably help someone save their life or something like that. So exactly. it's kind yeah. of guy I am. Never stop. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you, Sam, you've got some issues about fa- Facebook you need to bring up? Yeah, I just, uh, it's really, one of the things that um, one of my friends posted the other day was, I don't know why Facebook's called Facebook anymore, it's more question book, because people just post questions on there asking for recommendations, or how do I do this, or does anyone know this, and I actually did put a question up there the other day, but the one thing that really pisses me off is when you put a question on Facebook, hey, does anyone know how to do this, and I'll get like 25, 30 likes on it, but no one's giving me a fucking answer. <laughs> what, so you like my question? Good for you. How about you give me an answer? Or what, what question did you put up? Oh, it was something to do with um, editing. I think I wanted to get a clip off tw- Twitter. A long time yeah. ago, I made Play of the Day because Channel 7 caught me pulling funny faces down the camera and yeah. called me the kooky cat. And yeah. I wanted that for my bloopers reel. Yep. And I couldn't find out how to rip this clip off Twitter. So I put up there saying, hey, does anyone know how to rip a clip off Twitter? Something like that. And about, I had like 26 likes on it. I was like, fuck you all. <laughs> I kept getting notifications going, oh, finally the answer. And I'd look on it, no, so-and-so's liked your Facebook status. Doesn't matter, And it happens all the time. doesn't matter what you ask. Well, that happened to us yesterday because we got a lot of likes without any reaction because I said, Correct. give, us, some, give us your thoughts about Brownlow. But in fairness, that photo was of you struggling at the Brownlow a little bit, uh, Swanee, in 2013. Yeah. I don't think it was your best angle, but but, but my you, point you is, read the question. Hundred yeah. percent. But what read I'm saying, question. don't you, like it. You then added on on, on yeah. Insta that um, you were in a bit of pain at the yeah, time. Yeah, that was a tough day. Um, yeah, well, I'm <laughs> saying if you exactly, if you know the answer, you why would you like it? Wouldn't you help a help a girl out or help a boy out? It's but exactly right. Um, yeah, that that was a tough day. Um, <laughs> that we obviously we weren't playing and the storm were playing. And we th- that was when Storm got beaten in the prelim. So um, we're expecting uh, the Storm to win. So I went to the, the league, watched the boys and friends with a couple of them. And I was like, they'll win. Um, I've a quiet weekend at home. Enjoy the Brownlow, fresh for the Brownlow, blah, blah, blah. As luck would have it, the Storm get beaten in the prelim. As I'm driving home, as I'm driving home, phone rings. It's a couple of the boys that I'm friends with. And they're like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, fucking hell, here we go. I was like, oh, nothing. They go, mate, well, we're on. Let's go, oh, right, they, they've got beat. I'm going to have to go have a drink with them. 
this was Saturday night or something. Long story short, meant to be at the Brownlow, hadn't got, a, hadn't had my suit or anything. I finished. I'm sitting at my mate at one of the boys' house across the road from where I lived, sitting in the garden. Um, this storms over about two o'clock, um, and all of a sudden, one of the boys yells, "Code red, code red, code red!" So Taylor storms in. <laughs> abuses me Goes what are you doing I was like shit I'm going to need to get myself together Went up Hadn't slept went, went back Went Had to ring my manager To go drop me off To get a suit Adam picked up uh, Had to pick up a suit Went home Pickers went and got a suit for Yeah uh, Got changed Went there I was in the worst pain I've ever been in Because I had to like Stop drinking and stuff So like My body Painful. My body was shutting down <laughs> All imagine. I wanted to do Was go to bed Poor thing I Had to sit Go to the brown loan when I sat there, I was like, I tried to have a beer. It was hurting me like you wouldn't believe. Then mm. I was like, I was just grabbing the water, I was just pouring it on my head. <laughs> I was just trying to get myself together. Then Cameron Ling interviewed me. <laughs> mate, mate, I was, and I come third that year. I think I said, like, if I win this, it's going to be a disaster. <laughs> so thank God I didn't win. It was the most pain, nearly the most pain I've ever been in. The first beer took me about an hour and a half. Then the second one took me about an hour. I finally started coming half good. Tried to go up the after party. It was so hot in there, so sweet. I was like, no, nah, that's it for me. Left. I said, babe, I've got to go. And she sort of had the shit. She said, oh, here's my credit card. Here's my money. I took 50 bucks for a cab home. Got home. Jumped in, spewed everywhere. And then, <laughs> then just then just slept on the floor, mate, for about two days. Well, it was the most fun I've ever been in. Jeez, it hurt. Uh, Are you worried about your brand on this show? I don't. Are you worried about your brand on this show? Yeah, being associated with you, Ralph. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Little angry man on Twitter just fights with everyone. Is, yeah, from Sophie. Uh, we discussed last week about Willie Rioli and the uh, and the trouble he went in. Thank you to yeah. Sophie for sending us this. Hey guys, girls, etc. Echidnas have multiple penis heads. Google it. Maybe <laughs> Willie has some kind of similar condition where he can store separate liquids in separate yeah, penis right, heads. It'd be a fascinating man if he was. Uh, it'd be fun to shower with. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, that's a, a point there to uh, to Willie um, from um, from Sunday Sport. Uh, uh, th- this one amused us. Mum and Dad never said I was a boy or girl, and now I'm 62. One person's gender agony in Sunday Sport. What? <laughs> What's your vote, Dane? Do you reckon that person in that picture well, is male or female? I must be a different gender <laughs> because <laughs> my know? parents kept calling me a little. <laughs> C-U-N-T So I, must, I don't know what kind of gender that is But that's what I was called as a kid From Jay Lance Has Dane ever caught Was Dane ever caught Checking out another female At the Brownlow And Taylor caught him uh, No I check I, I, don't, I don't see females and males I just see beauty Yes I'm gender, I see persons that's it. Uh, not, nothing more, nothing less. Uh, from Biz Falcon, how'd, you, uh, how'd we see the uh, the climate change people clogging up Melbourne on the weekend? Well, I hope they send them on the bottom underneath a car. <laughs> so you're, you're passionate about the environment, aren't you, Sam? Yeah, I wish I could have. I don't know if protests are the best, like, are most effective, as in, like, I'm I'm genuinely not sure if what, what the uh, rate of positive outcome from standing in the streets is, but I do know that there's a... Def- definite change needs to happen. How we go about making that change come into fruition, I'm not sure, but we have to do something. Yeah, I'm not sure if protests ever. That's what really I'm wondering. Work. Do they ever well, work, or do they, they just piss people well, off? I'm unsure, but I'm very passionate. I think about that's it. probably why it works. It pisses people off. But they um, didn't they protest Kyle Sandilands the other day? Yeah. <laughs> what happened there? Um, like the the religious sect, religious. He's upset a few. Protesters have gathered outside the ride headquarters of radio station Kiss FM, demanding host Kyle Sanderlands be sacked after he joked about how Jesus Christ was conceived. How was he conceived? 
Immaculate Conception, immaculate apparently. Immaculate Conception. Um, so <laughs> there was a there's a girl on uh, Doctor Phil the other day. This is very truthful. Right. She looked about nineteen twenty, and she's convinced she's pregnant with um, Jesus Christ's child. Yep. And so she went on the other Emmy-winning show, The Doctors, to have an ultrasound live on national television because she's so convinced that she's eight days away from giving birth or nine days away from giving birth. And she's sitting there saying, I can feel him kicking. It's such a great experience. And the doctor's going, this is your ultrasound. There is no baby in there. This is what you should look like at eight and a half months pregnant. You see the head. <laughs> you see the feet. You have nothing in there. She's like, oh, it's such a nice experience to feel him kicking. And she, apparently she's got Jesus Christ's. Sun inside her. It's a miracle. It's Fasc- a, a miracle. Isn't that how he was conceived? Yeah. Well, apparently they don't pay taxes either. Churches. No. 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 Well, I'm I'm becoming a church. <laughs> and the Vatican City is the richest city in the world. Well, give me two years, and I'll <laughs> the Church of the Church of Dane Swan will become <laughs> will be extremely rich. Latter Day um, Swan. Mate, I guess. I wonder what your ten commandments would be. That's why Scientology is a church, I guess. Then is it? Because so. they don't pay. Oh, I can tell you what, I'm going to get my men onto it. I'm going to become, by this time next week, I'm going to be becoming a church. But so Pickers, get me a new suit and it might be a church. But they, um, yeah, they interest me and I have a, I have a theory. Okay. That God was gay. Because? Well, I hope we don't get protested, but he put the male G-spot in the anus. <laughs> so, uh, what... Uh, Without knowing sort of the biological science of it all, how do, how do we know that? What science? The male so response in the anus. Yes. Correct, it is. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, obviously, God enjoyed certain things. So, <laughs> I would imagine God's gay. So, and for all these religious people to carry on about, you know, how they, you know, don't like them, I, I couldn't be further from the truth. So, I think God was gay. So, um, Everyone else in the church are, are kidding themselves. Who do you think won the batting out of the league uh, award last night? We've had a couple with uh, Clayton Oliver and Lockie Neal uh, votes. Who's what? Batting out of the league uh, award. I told you, Ralph. Mate, I think every one of them are yep. beautiful. I don't discriminate. <laughs> I just see beauty. <laughs> Did you give any, any uh, votes there, Sam, for what you saw of uh, people... Like I said, I didn't get home until round 18, which was quite nice because I missed the most boring parts of it. Yes. But, uh, um, and I had it on the background while I was on the FaceTime to my boss in Japan. Boss slash friend. It's yes. nice to call him my boss. Um, so I missed And then I had it on in mute and I kind of just saw that Faf was leading and I kind of figured it was going to be one of the two. I wasn't really that interested this year, to be fair. Fair enough. Uh, before we get to, uh, to Swanee's uh, joke, which we're always a bit... Uh on our toes about. Uh, oh, a couple more from Facebook. not too bad today. Um, from Craig, since I've been on Patreon for the last two months, does that make me Swanee's boss? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I guess in a roundabout way it does. That's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> from, from, Can he sack me? I hope he sacks me for me and he gets someone else. <laughs> from Kerry, Pendle's just equaled your number of Brownlow votes. We'll probably have a new record at Magpie Land tonight. Another record of yours gone. Yeah, well, how many has he got? I don't know. I'm just no, how many Brownlows has he got? Oh well, there you go. Well you can, played, you sir. You can have a million votes. You ain't got one. So <laughs> bad luck. Uh, from uh, from Brad. Given that we're getting close to the joke, we may as well let the show taper. Uh, would you rather throw up every time you orgasm or shit every time you sneeze? Oh wow! Uh, throw up, man. I'm a I'm a heavy multiple sneezer too. Not only not one. <laughs> what, what would you, what would you rather do? Well. 
Yeah, probably. So I'm a mad sneezer. Like I'm once like I imagine sneeze at least well, unless you're fucking perverted or you love urban dictionary, you're not walking around orgasming in the middle of the street. And then you have very to, true. Yeah, I'd have to wear a hundred pair of smalls. And you could hundred <laughs> pair of Rio is just doing me best. So I have to get some huggies. I dare say that uh, yeah, you yeah. sneeze more often than you orgasm. Yeah. And if you don't sneeze more than once, you're a lunatic in a row. Lost well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> one of your rules. Yeah, well t- I'm is like that, I'm like yes, I'm three. Oh, at least like three in a row. Yeah. Um, I'm generally by myself when I orgasm. So, <laughs> speaking of orgasm, you are pro- you're usually on the toilet too, so you just straight in there. That's how it works. <laughs> well played. What, what's that called? What, what was that called on Urban Dictionary? <laughs> no, no, blanked it all that out. Oh, talk about that. Oh, that was a cold. Um, We're about to get the Swedish joke and grand final tip, Sam. Do you, you travel to Bali much? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, a bit. Did you see in the news this week that Indonesia, um, well, they're going to delay the plan to ban sex out of marriage. So basically, if you ca- I don't know how they'd catch you, though. If you're caught having sex in Bali out of wedlock, you can go to jail. And despite the fact you've been with Taylor for, what, 11 years or something? Yeah, 12 years, yeah. Um, well, that's – unless they got peepholes in the villas and that I these wonder days. how they're going to um, – Or you're rooting in the middle of the street, which you probably just have to go to jail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you reckon that's going to affect tourism, Dane? Uh, Where are all these uh, people oh, from really. the burbs of Australia going to? Yeah. It's like, it's like another, yeah, it's like another capital of Australia, Bali. Really, so, well, definitely in well, Perth. A lot of people go to. It's actually yeah. cheaper to. My brother flew uh, here to Melbourne via Bali. I think two years ago because it was around Grand Final time. Yeah. It was cheaper to fly via Bali from Perth to Melbourne than fly straight here. Oh goodness! I know. Did yeah, it fall? is. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Last year at Christmas time, it was cheaper to fly return to LA than one way to Perth. So I didn't go home for Christmas. What's Perth, what's Perth so expensive? I wouldn't say that's the bloody Taj Mahal of Melbourne. Well, over I'm unsure. Australia. I'm unsure. The, the beaches are nice, but that's about it. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Swanee and Friends. Before we go, uh, you, who do you think will win the grand final and have you got a joke to finish with? Yeah, well, you, who do you think will win the granny? Oh, it's a tough one. I'm going to go with Richmond. Yeah, yeah I think Richmond reasonably easy. Yep. Um, my joke's what's long, green, and smells like bacon? I don't know. Kermit the Frog's Fingers. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.